Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt. And you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Coil community. Welcome, everybody. It's um, Sunday, the 2nd of December, so I can now say uh, that Christmas is coming without feeling bad. Uh, naughty Christmas, no doubt. Because uh, it's December, and um, I th- might even consider putting Christmas decorations up now, even talking about it without saying too soon, too soon. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's episode 134 of the Empire Podcast. My God, 134 episodes. Wow, how do we part with each other for so long? Crazy, huh? <laughs> Getting old. <laughs> feeling it as well. I'm feeling it. Anyway, welcome, guys. Uh, how are you, Mike? What's going on in your world? Um, nothing really, just heavy, heavy uh, workload, so that's pretty much been it any, um, this week. Any holidays or concerts planned? Uh, Nightwish next week oh, is awesome. probably, might be the last one for the year, and it's the last show on their world tour, so that should be good. Oh, I'm sure that'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. I hope you yeah. enjoy that. Good stuff. Yeah, thank you. Uh, got Christmas coming up, you got any uh, work Christmas dues planned? Um, yes, next Friday we're going out for a um, Turkish meal. So Turkish, Turkish meal and then drink. Oh, yep. that's a bit different. Okay. Yeah, yeah, should should be nice. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, you have to tell us how it goes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. See if anybody. I suppose he's not in the office. There's no one's going to, you know, photocopy their bum on the office. Photocopy <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. No. <laughs> and how about you, Russ? How's things? Yeah, good, similar. Um, approaching that time of year with all the uh, work parties, so I've got three in the pipeline at the moment, so uh, trying to navigate my way through those with uh, plenty of festivities and food. Uh, in terms of gigs, off to see Architects tonight, and uh, aside awesome. from that, really just uh, plotting the uh, the Christmas shopping. I've uh, got some band merch turn up this week, including the uh, Naughty Christmas Jumper, which was quite nice. Um, might buy a couple more for gifts to give away. Um, oh, yeah. We shall wait and see. <laughs> yes, I saw your picture. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, <laughs> in the dream. <laughs> Mike, have you had yours yet? Yes, it arrived yesterday, um, so I'll probably wear that to work on Christmas Jumper Day. Good man. I've done quite a lot of Christmas shopping already um, which involves basically looking at people's wish lists and clicking, clicking, clicking on Amazon, my god they're taking over the world I'm sorry, I hate, <laughs> I hate going Christmas shopping, um, mostly because of people, uh, so I tend to do it all online if I can, so that's pretty much done, so I was out yesterday and I've walked in and my house now looks like an Amazon warehouse because there's just like brown boxes everywhere but I have noticed a few sort of soft packets, so I suspect um, my naughty Christmas jumper is down there somewhere. I need to go and unpack, so I have to find a time to wear it. As you say, on Christmas jumper day or, or similar, I, I don't know. But uh, I, I love the idea that there's a naughty Christmas jumper. I, know, they, they, I only found out last week. I think it was when you posted it, Russell. I was like, that's amazing. Must have one. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it arrived very quickly, far quicker than the book, which is still not reach blighty yet as far as we're aware which is very or europe <laughs> or very disappointing yes indeed or, or europe our yes. europe, european friends um still haven't seen the book neither have we well i have but uh i don't have my own copy yet that's annoying i think it's fair to say um not it's not the band's fault it's um i'm guessing it's the not even the publisher's fault i'm guessing it's a distribution company that, that I don't know what's happened there, but uh, 
I don't know, guys, if you have a view, but it feels like it's been kind of printed in America, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been shipped from America, which means that all of our f- fellow uh, American quillers have got their books. So that's cool. At least I've seen a lot of people with them, so I assume most of them have. Uh, but if you're anywhere else, then you're waiting quite some time. Uh, last email I got on that was they've been delayed by at least a couple of weeks, I want to say. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I'm, yeah. maybe I'm overreacting to that. But, uh, yeah, a little frustrating considering how long we've waited for it. But anyway, it's definitely worth having. So let's remain patient. Uh, when we get it, we will, of course, do our three-way review like we do with all these things. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, I've kind of gone a bit, a bit distracted there. In that sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> as for me, uh, what's happened? I totally talked about my Christmas shopping. Uh, that's pretty much done. I don't have any concerts coming up. I've got to decide what I'm doing over the festive period. This feels so early for me to be really talking about Christmas. That's a bit weird. Yeah. So we have uh, a few interviews which I talked about before that we took whilst in Milan uh, these are about the Nothing Stands in Our Way Lacuna Core book uh, figured that we would put them on now um, the first one is with Andrea uh, outside the hotel uh, talking about the book talking about its contents and of course a few questions about what's in there what isn't in there etc etc uh, I think it's a pretty interesting interview um, as we always are with Andy it's got a lot to talk about uh, so hope you enjoy it Ciao, buongiorno. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Just finished the tour and uh, the, yesterday the VIP meet and greet and now starting to relax for a little bit before we go back to work for next plans. That was a very good meet and greet yesterday. What a great way to do it. Yeah, it was different than usual for sure and I think it was uh, special for the people even not only the people that never been to Milan, so coming from another country, but also from locals to hang out with the bands for such a long time, you know, yeah. instead of the quick uh, autograph session or the. So it was more like talking, friendly, take your time to take the picture, no rush for autographs and pictures. And so it was, it was fun and different, and it was great to see the, the tram wrapped with oh, the artwork. And uh, it, it really had a, a feel of an uh, old time, you know, the, the, of different era with the, those colors and the style of the tram itself. So we, we had fun, and it could be something we could do again in a different place, maybe, or in a slightly different, maybe <laughs> take a double decker in London or something like that. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Although I doubt it would have the, was it uh, Spitting is Forbidden? Yeah, yes, I probably. <laughs> it was. Uh, obvious that it vietato sputare, yeah, because probably in the old times they were spinning a lot. Apparently, I don't know. Maybe they chew tobacco or something like that. <laughs> it just it sort of implies that you could do anything else on the bus as long as you yeah. didn't spit. Yeah, know, it's like, a drug, bit weird. sex, yeah. it's all fine. Just no spitting. No spitting. So <laughs> let's um let's talk about the book that's coming out very soon. Okay, yeah, I think stands in our way. So I think they already start delivering some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got an email recently saying my one's on its way. So looking forward yeah. to that. Although I have seen it, I have reviewed it. Uh, I'm interested to get your thoughts on it. So, where did the idea come from? Twenty years of Lacuna Coil to celebrate with a book. Yeah, it was one of the many ideas that came out when when it was time to think about celebrating the twenty years. One of the ideas was 
the book, the ring, the show, obviously the DVD. So there's been a, a bunch of ideas and some, some we could realize, some not. But uh, the book was quite obvious for us, you know, sort of a biography and uh, to just tell our story so far, at mm -hmm. least, you know. And then uh, it, it actually was a much bigger work than we thought. So we thought it was easier to make. And actually it wasn't. <laughs> we had to <laughs> just start digging all the photos, find who was the photographer, clear the credits for the photos. Of course, yeah. That's already a, a mess. So sometimes we had to pick up different photos because some we couldn't use because we couldn't remember who was the photographer mm -hmm. or uh, we couldn't use it for some reason. So it's been a, a back and forth a lot with the editor a lot of times. And then the, the interviews has been maybe the easiest part because the journalist, the Scottish journalist, was very good at... Uh, he was talking to Christine and then calling me and asking me about what she said. So from one thing, he came out of other uh, inputs, other ideas that could develop the story. So it's not just a, a point by point. Okay, we did this in January, this year, this in February, that year. You know, it's not a, a calendar type of book is more like a, a story that grows naturally starting from the very beginning into the the main events of our career now, in this way maybe some stuff is also missed because maybe you forget about talking about something but I think overall it covers quite well the entire spectrum and then plus the fact that we had uh, interviews also not only me Marco and Christina which obviously are here from the very mm -hmm. beginning, the beginning yeah. uh, especially me and Marco even before the the, the actual idea of Lacuna Coa yeah? so you understand how we became a band in a very natural it's definitely progress, an you know. that comes yeah, out yeah, it's not story, that we sit yeah. down and say okay now we're going to form a band now we're going to learn how to play an instrument mm -hmm. now we're gonna... it's always been an evolution of our passion and then became our profession but just almost randomly in a way you know it feels very I don't know the quite word I'm going to say intimate in places there's obviously a lot of thought gone into what's been said and the story is very much a personal story as you say it's, it's, it's nothing nothing formulaic about it like as you say in a set band or you like you didn't get that sense you get a sense of a group of people that came together and did things and you know the, the first tour feels like a real painful process to get through a real hard time yeah. like that was also because the first tour was the first time we performed live together basically so <laughs> we had no experience of it. I mean we did some little shows here and there in school or you know but there's nothing comparable to be on the road to take we took some of our first flights to, to go to Germany for the first time for the yeah. tour and some of the first time sleeping in a tour bus so everything was new and 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 we had to adapt to the situation, you know. So it was uh, a great experience, but also not so easy, you know, mm. at times because you, you you experience everything at once, you know. Do you was there things in there that were difficult to write to sort of tell people about? You know? No, I think overall we wanted the book to be more about all the great things that have happened in our life and career more than in the little things that haven't been really great you know because overall I think that's first of all nothing really bad happened uh, inside the band you know there, there are ups and up and downs like every every team face but in, overall we never had really bad relationship with anybody inside or even outside the band so it was mostly to tell the, the great story of these Italian kids going out there and, and make something nobody made before in our mm. field, you know. 
So that was, I think, that the greatness of our story is the fact that we're from Italy and the fact that we always face things like a group of friends or family somehow. You know, and that really comes across I think that's the main thing. We're not Molly Crew, so we're not doing excess with drugs and women, mm -hmm. particularly. You know, that we didn't have sports car or we're not in the 80s. So. Uh, our Throwing story is not, it's not about, about a bunch of guys coming from the ghetto of New York <laughs> and playing hardcore music around the world. You know, this is not our story. So what we wanted to outline is, was the fact that our characteristic is that, you know, that we are Italian men, so we're not, we have a, a more Latin approach to certain mm -hmm. things of the lifestyle, but also of the music business and also the fact that we're some friends that make something passionate together that then has been shared by a lot of other people around sure. the world. You know, that's I think that's the main characteristic of Lacuna Coil. I think um, one of the things that is, is quite obvious by omission is we don't get a we don't get the view from Mouse, who's obviously in the band for a very long time. How, what happened there? Basically, we we obviously asked him to be part of the book as much as we asked to Pizza and Chicho and uh, also other people uh, like all producers and. And managers and uh, he just didn't want to be part of it so we respect his decision not I mean he didn't particularly say why you know you just mm -hmm. say that he just was not interested in being part of the process fair enough so I mean we we just I, I think it's a bit of a miss because he's been part for a long time so it would have been nice also for the fans to to heard about him from him you know about this version of uh, but also because the book is not about criticizing what eventually went wrong you know mm -hmm. it's about telling our experience and why the greatness of our experience yeah. you know? and I'm sure he also has a lot of positive to say about his experience uh, around the world as a musician as a band member you know mm -hmm. we did a lot of good things together so I think he could have done it but maybe he didn't, just didn't feel it right for him you know so I respect his decision yeah. although I think it's a bit of a miss because I mean it's pizza understood the point of the book Pichich understood as well but I mean it's his decision so we can only respect it and of course, that's it of course one thing I did like was the, the various producers that you've worked yeah that they were in there and I think that gave a really interesting perspective of someone outside of the band supporting the band what you're doing you're in the, and you know creating different albums with different producers whether it's Waldemar or yeah. Jay, you know those guys. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, it's a different point of view, and uh, also people sometimes they don't understand the figure of the producer mm. uh, towards a band. You know, especially when you begin and you're not self-aware so much of all your potential, or you always you need somebody. Um, at least for us, it's been very important to have the advice of somebody like Waldemar that. Uh, knew a lot about the music business, about how you make a record sound with a certain variety of tunes uh, and the speeds and, and the tunings, you know, all stuff that you don't think about when you just write music, you write your song the way they come. So a lot of time band members are not super professional musicians because they grow with the band, so they started together from the little learning to the performing. So maybe they are tied together as a unity, but they're not individually professional musicians. They study all of music yeah. and have the knowledge of all of it. While a producer has that kind of knowledge that you don't have, and it's, it's able to, to drive you towards have more of a variety, more of a... 
developing better the music, you know. So it's imp- it's I a very important really figure in, yeah. uh, in the beginning, especially I think for a band. I, I do think that the the book ends in a real great high, ending on the the one nineteen show. You know, if that feels yeah. like the final part of this twenty year celebration that you create there. Yeah. And there's some interesting uh, opinion and and writings from each of you on how that came together. I think it's a really, if nothing else, it creates a really good insight into what that show was all about. Yeah, I think even for us it was a surprise. You know, not the 119 show, but also the tour we did this year, uh, uh, kind of reproducing a, a smaller scale version of that show. It's been also watching the the video in the cinema in London, you know, on the preview of the DVD. It was really let us understood how much these 20 years have brought people together. You know, I think that's the greatest thing you learn from the music and from the. So the biggest thing we have is not the success, is not the signing autograph or photos or people buying merch or making a living with the music. What we get is the the legacy that you have in the 20 years, you know. And the legacy is the people that have been with you, that may might have also have gone away and then back, or maybe never come back, but still been part of the trip of the of the process, you know. So it's been realizing how much the music has been important for everybody, even beside the band, you mm-hmm. know, even without considering just the band, just from the band point of view, you know. So that's the the well, the 119 show made made us realize is that all these people has been brought together by the history of the band. Although everybody has his own favorite part of the music or part of the period of the band or whatever, but they all were there to celebrate also their life, not only absolutely the music was yeah. just a uh, a way an excuse almost to to to, to be there together yeah, you know yeah, no, I and really felt that. I really so felt i think that, that what what, we, what made us realize celebrating the 20 years is the fact that we realized how much has been a, an important journey not only for us as people as musicians but also for every everybody else that is been involved you know even people that worked with us and then they had a different career and they upgrade their level or they went to bigger label bigger band mm-hmm. you know, as a tech or whatever you know all these people that has been part of the journey because if, if there wasn't the, the lacuna coil journey before they wouldn't be where they are now you know so it's been that that's probably the biggest reflection looking back at the book at the dvd you know that's the biggest uh reflection on how much these 20 years has been important for everybody not only for the band it's great well it's an absolutely fascinating read with some great photos in both yeah. candid and uh, you know live <laughs> shots and and professional shots that we've seen over the years I, actually we have even more but some we couldn't use well, I, I, you know, I was going to bring this this interview back to a close by saying i'm looking forward to you writing the next book and uh, you know. that will be that'll be a, <laughs> some time before we do that because it's been a really one year process to write the book and it's been a really draining process and uh, I like in the end it's great when you see the results yes. but uh, it's been a lot of hard work and uh, a lot more than we thought we expect in the beginning but I, I'm, in the end we're really happy with the result and I think it's a good read for everybody not just for fans of the band because it's it explain how these things happened you know especially in our way you know in our it's a fascinating world read. yeah thank you, thank you very much and uh, uh it should be 
being sent out just about now, I think. So yeah, it should be delivered soon. Actually, we just got our promo copies, but I haven't seen it yet because it's in the management office. So I will take it probably in a couple of days. So. Right, well, if you're a good boy, I'll let you see my one. Okay, thank you very much, Andy. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Thank you once again to Andrea for joining us on the podcast uh, to talk about the book. Uh, fascinating to hear what you had to say. And uh, next time we'll have Christina and Marco also giving us their views on the recording and answering a few questions about it and the 119 show as well, um, which forms a, um, a chapter within the book. So, guys, talking about the 119 show, of course, in the last few weeks we have seen the release of the 119 show CD, DVD, slash Blu-ray um, release from Lacuna Coil. I think it's been one of the one of the things, if not the top thing, that people have been looking forward to, to see a release this year, especially after the um, great show back in January. Now, what we thought we would do, is um, take some time to talk about the, the DVD uh, Blu-ray in particular uh, and split this over two. We'll first this week we'll talk about the actual show itself on there, so the the, the content that we see from the live show, uh, and then after that we'll talk about the extras that come on the DVD and Blu-ray. So let's um let's kick off uh, talking about the actual live show itself. Now, we've got to be really careful here because all three of us were there. Um, so we really want to focus on the actual the set, the, the, the Blu-ray, the DVD. We'll come on to the kind of complete packaging in another show. But, you know, whether or not this is a, a worthwhile purchase um, to see the show on the Blu-ray, on the DVD, uh, and the sort of the quality of what you see and what you hear. So, um, Russ... Perhaps you'd like to start for us. What's your thoughts on the show part of the 119 show DVD? Uh, I think, again, as we're all there, we sort of have the unique perspectives of both the show live and watching it on the Blu-ray, the DVD. And I think the, the standout point I'd have to make is that what they've managed to capture with this particular package is pretty much the spirit of the show which you don't always get with, you know, live packages from, from bands. But this one you definitely do. Obviously, you can pick up the vibe from the crowd, uh, the energy um, and the excitement, even a little bit of the nervousness from the band. Um, and obviously, you've got the the special added performance of Incandescence with all the, the circus tricks and everything that was going on there as well. And, you know, I think it, it comes across very, very well. Um, the lighting comes across brilliant on the DVD, as it was on the night. And um, the audio um, and the visual mix is is perfect, really, to be honest. I mean, we were lucky in that the three of us got to see the first experience at the, at the cinema for the live premiere with the sort of 5.1 surround. And one thing that does sort of stick out with this is, you know, if you put it on your uh, your DVD, your Blu-ray player, and you, you crank the volume right up, it, it really is a, a cracking live soundtrack, as is, you know, embodied by the, the live CD that, that comes with the set as well. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Mike? What's your thoughts on what you see and what you hear on it? Yeah, pretty much what uh, Russell's just mentioned. Um, from the start, you can you can tell the air of nervousness around the, uh, the band when when they start, um, but that soon 
calms down into a very good set. Um, crowd interaction, obviously, is a big part of this show because it's an anniversary show. Um, but even if you're a new Lacuna Call fan that was there or even watching it uh, on the Blu-ray, um, it's a great experience um, on, on both sides. Uh, visually, I think it works really well. It's been captured by multiple angles, so you've got stuff at the front um, from up on the balcony by the looks of it and lots of shots from the back, which is good to see uh, the crowd as well because um, I, I was stood further back on the evening so I could uh, see everything for, um, visually with with everything going on and, and that worked. And I think if you're either there or you're up at the front with uh, with where the crowd's really uh, going for it on certain numbers, you, you can definitely tell that. And as Russ says, the audio mix, um, flawless. I think uh, I watched it yesterday and it's uh, it's it's really well put together. How do you think that the, the, the video cuts? So obviously there's there's a number of cameras um, yeah, yeah. from different places. How does that work? Because one of the things that I think is very important when you've got a live DVD or a recording of a concert is you get a sense of the energy and a st- yeah. static cameras or um, cuts at the wrong time can really be quite distracting. So what's your thoughts, mm-hmm. on, that? What's your thoughts on that, Mike? I think some time, there's some parts of it where I think they've cut bits of it too much where Christina's singing and it's a close-up and then it goes back to the crowd and then there's another close-up. And I think that, to me, that doesn't work as well. Um, I think that it should be more static in certain parts and less static in others um, on other songs. But the way that, as it has multiple options, I do think that that works better um, because I've seen other DVDs of other artists where it has been on multiple angles and it's actually cut too much, um, like way, way too much, and I think it ruins the experience. I think this is pitched at the right level with what they've done, and as you say, I think it, it's much better than just a static camera from either the mixing desk or somewhere else, which doesn't necessarily capture the uh, the mood or atmosphere of the gig. No, I mean, you do that, you might as well just watch something on YouTube that someone's recording. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you, Raz? What's your thoughts on the, the editing? Yeah, I've... I think Mike's, you know, summed it up perfectly there. I think there's various DVDs that bands have put out. I can remember, you know, the latest Rammstein one in Paris and Iron Maiden's Death on the Road. And it's like the edits. I mean, the Iron Maiden one in particular is literally a camera cut every three or four seconds. And you try and sit through it. It's literally like you're having a seizure. You can't enjoy the show. You can't really, you know, experience or feel anything. It just totally ruins the package. Whereas I think for this, I think the editing is is done, um, as Mike mentioned, you've got a combination of different shots, front front of the barrier, um, mixing desk, balcony and the side. And I think it's all cut together really well. I mean, if I had one minor gripe and criticism, I probably would have rather seen more um, shots of the band and less shots of the crowd. But that's, that's just me. But, you know, that's not to say that it's, it's a, an overly big criticism because, you know, it is a great package. Mm. And um, you, you talked about the kind of the, the audio. Um, is it is it five point one? I don't know if it is five point one. I don't. Know, I know. I, I can't remember if it is or isn't. I haven't got the package in front of me. I need to check that out and confirm that. I, I, I've watched the Blu-ray. Um, did you get a sense of the 
audio presence coming from different speakers? I don't know if you've got that kind of setup that could tell. Um, I did at the cinema. I don't think that's obviously because of the, the speaker setup and the, and the sub and stuff. I think the actual package itself, I think it's just in um, standard stereo. Yeah. But if you play it through like a, a Blu-ray with a 5.1, then obviously it will <clears throat> separate the sound. Um, but for me, I've just played it on sort of a high-resolution sound base. And, yeah, you can definitely pick up the, the differences in the instrumentation between uh, the vocals, the, the bass, and the, and the mm. guitars. And the bass especially, you know, sounds really, really good in the mix. I, um, I've only listened to it on relatively quiet mode because of, because of what was happening in the house at the time. So I've not really given myself a full concert experience by cranking it all up. <laughs> but I need to do that at some stage. I mean, just my own reflections. I think I mean, you guys have captured it really well. I think the... Um, the the quality of the sound, or at least not necessarily reflecting on what technology has been used on the Blu-ray and DVD, and whether or not the the, the actual package makes f- full use of the capabilities, especially of DVD, right, to, to provide you with those, like, that kind of audio presence. I'm not a DVD expert, but... Or, but uh, or a Blu-ray expert, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, have they made full use of the of the Blu-ray platform? I don't know. I suspect not. I think it is because it's not DHX seven point one kind of thing. You're not going to get that full cinema experience. Um, yeah. Having said that, I think that you don't necessarily need that for this. I don't think it's that kind of that kind of package. Um, the actual audio, so the mix that they created, and this is obviously relevant for both the audio CD as well as the DVD Blu-ray, um, is great. I think the voices are great in the mix. The, 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 the sound levels for all of the instruments are, are perfect. They've obviously put a lot of effort into that to make sure that this is um, an extremely clear production, or reproduction, I should say, of the songs that we heard live. And in fact, um, I... At the moment, I'm listening to the CD, or at least the yeah, MP3s, etc. that I got with my iTunes, blah, 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 um, of the show all the time. And the, the just sheer quality of the sound of those is, is up there with the songs on the album, right? But with that live energy, you know, for me, as an example, My Wings, I always felt was far more exciting as a song live than it ever was on in a reverie and i think the version of my wings that we hear on this show is second to none it's absolutely incredible i love it i can listen to it all day okay so and of course you get that with the visuals when you watch the dvd or blu-ray and that's a really really powerful thing the blu-ray dvd um packages as i say i don't know about the the, the technology how much i've made use of that but i do think that the the show, as a piece of performing art, comes across really, really well on the Blu-ray DVD. I think the the cuts are pretty well, pretty good. I think I'll take I'll take both of your points about the making sure the edit isn't too frantic, right? Uh, but it isn't too static. So getting that right, I think, is is an art, and I, I, I can't say I know how to do it. I I, I do a, a very good job here. I do like some of the overhead shots of the crowd that we see. I think they're mm-hmm. very good at looking down to get a sort of sense of the, the space. I think that's important, give a sense of the sense of the scale. Um, there's a few shots from behind looking down. Uh, there's shots from either side of the stage, and the shots, of course, taken from the um, 
taken from the photo pit as well. Um, not so much on, on the stage, right? Uh, I think that was the right thing to do for two reasons. One, with the all the stuff that was on the stage, because there was quite a lot of stuff on there from time to time, as well as people. Obviously, they had the uh, incandescence performance. Did you really want a cameraman wandering around and getting in people's faces? Probably not. Uh, that's the first reason. The second reason was, as much as it was being recorded for Blu-ray DVD, it was still a performance, right? And I don't want to see a load of cameramen walking around on stage while there's a band playing. That's, that's not what I'm there to see, right? I felt, as someone that was taking photos throughout the show, I felt the, the cameras and the cameramen were actually pretty inobtrusive. Um, you know, they kept out of the way. So I'm particularly impressed with what they managed to to gather, you know, how it's turned out, really. So I'm impressed by that. Um, so I think the, the combination of the, the shots, looking down on the crowd, cutbacks to the crowd. I take your point, Russ, about you don't want so much stuff in the crowd. I think it's quite exciting to see the crowd reaction. You know, if you're not there, you do want to get a sense of the, the energy between the band and the crowd, don't you? So I, I think mm-hmm. it's important that you get some of it. I remember... Uh, was it Rocky Rio? Am I getting the name of that right? The Iron Maiden concert? Is that the one I'm thinking yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's so much stuff for the crowd, but it is really quite exciting, isn't it, seeing you know, all these people screaming their hearts and heads off um, in response to Iron Maiden. And, uh, and uh, getting a sense of that from a obviously much smaller venue with Lacuna Core, I think it was quite good as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I think it's... Not that it has much in the way of comparison or things to compare to, for me, it's definitely the definitive Lacuna Core live DVD. Um, did I read recently from one of your posts that you watched the Wacken show? The old I did indeed. Live Karma. So maybe you can, because I've not watched it for a long time. And I'm, I'm going to admit that right now on air. Um, how does it compare to that since you've watched it too recently? Um, <clears throat> it's very difficult to compare, really, I suppose, because it's the two different eras of the band. And... I think because obviously Visual Karma, it was it was great at the time because the band used the footage that they had. But obviously it's, it's a daytime um, show outdoors at a festival. Mm-hmm. So as good as the band plays, um, as great as it comes across, it doesn't really capture the complete feel of what it's like to be at a Lacuna Coil show. Whereas I think the 119 DVD captures that atmosphere perfectly. So I think they're equally good, but in different ways. Yeah, I suppose, as you say, the the, the Wacken show, I'm guessing that they put out what was recorded by the, the festival people, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, as I recall, thinking back on it, the that particular one feels very much like a kind of a download one, and there's obviously got, they've got cameras, but they're at a distance, they might have one or two, and it's, yes, it's showing the show, but it's not got that level of intimacy, right, and it's not. It's not specific for Lacuna Coil. I'm sure all the bands on that stage were recorded and probably Lacuna Coil purchased it or fucking and then sent it out. That's a, that's an assumption on my part. I don't know the details behind these things. So it doesn't have that sort of sense of personality, right? Uh, yeah. and, I, and I think the audio, um, I, I remember thinking at the time the audio was good, but I think the audio on the 119 show is much, much better. Well, for sure, yeah. It's definitely, definitely clearer. Mm. So, general thoughts worth picking up if you've not been to the show? Definitely. Yeah, I, think, I think it's uh, whether you're a new Lacuna Call fan uh, wanting to uh, experience, watch the whole 
vibe is about for the gig or if you were there especially which all three of us were and a lot of people that we know definitely pick it up mm. and especially with Christmas around the corner oh, yeah definitely it's going to be a bumper year for uh, uh, Lacuna Core fans this year really. they can have a, a jumper they can have a CD DVD Blu-ray and uh, if they're really lucky and live in the right continent they might even get a book as well so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right um, oh, I think we what we'll do is we'll keep our kind of final thoughts on the whole package for another show and we'll give the uh, give the whole set a rating at that time. But I think that kind of covers our thoughts on the, the live part of the Blu-ray and uh, we'll pick up, um, as I said before, our thoughts on the extras and the overall packaging another time. So I, I think that brings us to a bit of a close today, guys. We've got an interview in there. We've got our thoughts on the live part of the Blu-ray DVD. I don't know where I say, how to say that, by the way. Do I say Blu-ray DVD, DVD Blu-ray? DVD, I don't know. What the hell? You know the thing. <laughs> the thing that you get to see stuff, not just listen to it. <laughs> We've got that. So, yes, I say I think that brings us to a close. Uh, I'm going to go and actually watch the extras, and I might even crank up the volume and watch the uh, the live show again today. Um, what about you guys? Got any plans for the rest of the day? I know that you're going to the Architects this evening, Russ, so slightly jealous there, I have to say. What about you, Mike? Um, just relaxing, probably watch the... I might even watch the DVD, Blu-ray, Blu-ray DVD again. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, all right. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening, of course. Um, if you don't know who we are or where we are, you can find out all about us at emptyspiral.net, which is the official website for the Lacuna Core community. Uh, of course, we're also on Facebook, which is... Um, Facebook.com, Empty Spiral Net, uh, as well as other social media networks. Uh, and you can find all the links on our homepage. And if you want to reach out to us, just drop us a note, send us a message from there, uh, write a comment, or even join our forums, and you can post in there and we'll respond to you, of course. Um, I've not mentioned it for a very long time, but obviously the podcast is on iTunes, so if you like what you hear, do give us a review. Uh, it's always good to find out what people think, good and bad. Um, we can only improve if we know the bad stuff and we can only feel motivated to keep going if we know a little bit more about the good stuff as well. So, Anyway, guys, always great talking to you. We'll catch up with, uh, again soon for the next part of our review and another interview. Speak to you soon. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, guys. <laughs>